0: This is A Church in the City, a podcast by Downtown Christian Church. On this episode, Chris continues our winter small group series, Discovering the Mind of Christ, where we take a deep look into Philippians 2, 1 through 18. Let's listen in. 18. And I, I, again, I was talking a little bit. I brought it down where I where I felt my heart wanted to speak the last couple of weeks. This week and last week as well. It says, and this is um, Philippians 2, um, 12 to fourteen. It Says, therefore, my brother beloved, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, excuse me, not as my presence only, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and do His good pleasure. Do all things without complaining or disputing, and last week I talked a little bit about, and by the way, camera guys, get ready, because it seems like the thing's spread out, so this is my, I can't go any further than this, and I can't go any further that, I got more room over here, so um, I'm really excited about this, and I, and I really like it, because I like this, it says, work out your salvation, it, it actually says, your own salvation, with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in us, to both will and do his good pleasure. That we will and do it, but we're willing it. We're just not doing it because we have to. We're willing it. We want to do it. And I, and, and I, and I kind of brought up some things that were on my heart uh, about the fear of the Lord. And again, now there's so many teachings and there's so much we can talk about the fear of the Lord. And this is where kind of what God put in my heart and, um, uh, about the fear of the Lord. And, and I read a bunch of scriptures last week. I'm not going to go um, and read a bunch of them. I want to read one of them. One of my favorite ones is Psalms 34, 8 and 9. It says... Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you saints. There is no want to those who fear him. Wow. No want to those who fear him. And when we're talking about fearing the Lord, it's not talking about um, being afraid of God. We're talking about reverencing God, saying, God, it's your way. It's your way. Jesus says you can do nothing without him, so why do we try? It's totally, I say surrender, but I, I think surrender is when you first make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. And then the rest of our life should be yielding and submitting to the Lord, right? Because we already surrendered to him. He's already Lord. We should be yielding and submitting to what his word says. We should be honoring and reverence and fearing that this way is the only way. Our way doesn't work as well as his way. Matter of fact, again, Jesus said in, that you can do nothing without him. And so, and then I like this, it says that, um, that we, God works in us to will and do his good pleasure. And this is another scripture that jumped out at me, Psalms 147, 10 and 11. It says, he does not delight in the strength of the horse. He takes no pleasure in the legs of man. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him and those who hope in his mercy. Again, the Lord wants us to believe him and trust in him, to rely on him. He, the, the, God just wants God never ex, ex, expected us to do anything without him it says that he, um, Jesus he, um, the redemption plan through Jesus Christ was prepared before the foundation of the earth God already had a plan for Jesus Christ to be our victor to, to bring victory to us that so we can live in a victorious life it's already been planned G, um, um, we had communion we do it every week on purpose Lisa's right it reminds ourselves of what God has done and what, that Jesus is Lord. He's conquered death. So the, there's three things that, that are manifested when we fear the Lord. I believe these are things that the Lord put on my heart. One was humility, second was faith, and the third was hunger. I'm gonna talk mostly about hunger, but I just wanna recap a little bit about humility. It's actually humbling ourselves. It's actually allowing God to work in our, ourselves. But what's that humility look like? Kevin had a great word about, it's not thinking less of ourselves, Maybe about thinking about ourselves less. But it's not about like making us think like we're no good, that we're nobody. No, we're sons and daughters of the king. We're, the Bible says that we're, we're a royal priesthood. We're, we're, we're royalty. We're sons and daughters of the living God. So it's not about thinking less that who we are. It's about realizing that we're nothing without God. And, our, 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 it, and I say this all the time. God don't want us to live for him. He wants us to live with him. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, it says, trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean on in your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path or make your path smooth. God says, these are my promises. Acknowledge me. Allow me. And then you go into Proverbs 4, um, 26. It says, ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Be established in what? In his word, in his truth. I, you know, I, I, I bought a bunch of God's promises book, and I was just gonna bring a bunch, and I forgot. I was just gonna throw them out to people. Who wants God? It's basically God's promise. I buy them all the time. I give them to people all the time. Anybody who's struggling there. Basically, a God's promise book is this a book that's designed for um, with scripture, that, like whatever you're going through. If you're worried, what does the Scripture say about worry? If you're fearing, what's the Scripture say about fearing? If you're, if you're depressed, what's the Scripture say about depressed? If you're struggling financially, what does the Scripture say about financially? If you are believing God for your health, what does Scripture say about your health? And I love that book. And When I first gave my life to the Lord um, 31, almost 32 years ago, someone gave me that book. And I just read that book. I mean, that was easier just reading from um, you know, the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible because it's a Scripture that brought, brought it alive when I started struggling struggling. struggling when i started wondering what my identity was and who i was i reminded myself in the scriptures that i'm a child of the king so when we're thinking about humility we're talking about allowing god to take first precedence over everything that we're constantly seeking god and constantly allowing god to work in us faith the second thing i talked about was faith it's faith in god the bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god and I believe that faith is in God's word. As we remind ourselves what God says about a circumstances, a circumstance or a situation or an issue or a test, over our I'm struck. My heart, because when I'm in a test or a trial, I I'm already, I already got my own perspective. I'm struck. My heart's troubled, and when your heart's troubled, and when your heart's struggling, you don't see that clear. It's just the truth. We see fa- we see cloudy, and we see you know because the pain or the frustration or the hurt or the whatever it is starts to get in the way, so we can't see clearly. So we go to God's word, which is a light unto our feet, a lamp unto our feet. We go to God's word that brings light and truth to it. But if we're and it's, and it's supposed to stir our faith up, it's if we're trying to figure it out ourselves, God don't expect us to figure it out ourselves. He says, "Run to me. Let my word become alive in you. It's a light to your feet. It's a lamp to your feet." The Bible says, how does a young man find his way, O Lord? By your word, by the living word of God. You know, sometimes we look at this Bible. You should read your Bible. You should read your Bible. We should be saying, we get to read a Bible. We're in a country that allows us. I have six of them all over the place just because it's easy. Got one downstairs, upstairs. I got them all underlined because I'm so spiritual. (laughs) No, no. it's because I believe this word's true. True. And I don't want it to be in my mind. I don't want to memorize scriptures. I want to know scriptures. I'm going to know this is what God says about me. This is what God says about my circumstances. This is what God says about my heart that's troubled. Jesus says to his apostles in John 14, let your heart not be troubled. When we have a troubled heart, when we have a troubled heart, our perspective begins to um, get clouded. We can't see through the weeds, if you will. We can't see. It happens to me all the time. Let's be honest. Anybody else here or just me? This is where faith starts up as we draw near to God, as we draw to his word. And, it's, and it says it's impossible to please God without faith. Wow. It's impossible to please God without faith. God wants us to trust him and believe him. So, Chris, are you telling me that when we're struggling, when our hearts are troubled, we find a word in the Bible, his scriptures... And if you're telling us if we do that, we can stand and believe in that, yes, I'm saying that. I'm saying because God's word says his word never comes back void. That's where faith starts up and allows God to work deep in us. And so I really believe um, this, whole, this whole scripture, um, and this whole time I was just sharing that last week as well, I've been so convicted because I can consider myself a man of God, a man of faith, and I realize that I don't fear the Lord. I realize I get in my own strength all the time. I try to do things on my own ability. I try to figure things out. I wrestle things. I try to control things. I try to fix things. Anybody else in here? Or is this just me? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Praise the Lord. I I love that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love it. It's just me. Oh, Lord, help her. No, I'm <laughs> No, but it's true. It's like, it's like, wow, Lord, I just want... So it causes us to draw near, and, and this is where this hunger that I want to talk about today of this going through this is a of time to talk about hunger, but I, I, I really feel like through this time of this going through this is I'm realizing like... We talked about this in the beginning of the year... Um, First love, right? You, when you, I mean, when you first give Jesus your heart, when you really connect with God, you're so on fire. You just want, you know, and, you, and, 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 and faith is set up and you start hearing about how much God loves you and what he has for you and who you are and, and you know where you came from. So you're just so excited. Man, I'm Jesus. Jesus is Lord. And, you know, I was, I was so excited. I was so expecting and I was believing for the world's gonna change. God's gonna use me to change the world. And then I went back to work Monday. And life started creeping back in, everyday life, everyday things. But I'm telling you, 31 years later, I'm getting hungry. I'm getting hungry. I'm getting hungry for more. I'm getting hungry for more. I'm getting hungry for more. I'm getting a holy discontentment, That's even makes sense, a holy discontentment that God has more for us. He has more for us. We're not beggars. We're not begging for scraps. We're sons and daughters. We got the seat at the table. His Holy Spirit dwells in us, and His Holy Spirit calls us friend, and He's our helper. He's our teacher. He's our wonderful counselor. But I tell you what, I'm too busy in victim mode. I'm too busy broken and frustrated. And guys, listen, that sounds so insensitive, but I'm, I'm walking it out myself. I'm not saying I'm all there, but come on, how many times you just feel like, man, I feel like crap. I said it. Um, I do. How are you? Just feel like you're this man. I'm over my head. I can't do it anymore, Lord. What did she say? Um, what, who said? Um, somebody said he's not saying no to us. I think Lisa. So he's not saying no to us. He's saying yes and amen. And it's all through my son, Jesus Christ. That's what God said. What does that look like for us to be men and women of God that are so hungry for more? That will have a holy discontentment in our lives. What does it look like to seek God? I was taught a lot of religion. And I was convicted if I didn't read my Bible for a certain amount of time, if I didn't pray for a certain amount of time. So what we do then is because we've been wounded. There's people I know in this room, and we've been wounded by religion about works and just trying to say, do this and do this and do this. And we would do this because we want God to love us more. We want God to do more for us. And we've been wounded by that. But the fact is, it's still true. We need to draw near to God through prayer and fasting and, and reading his word. That's just part of the spiritual disciplines. But that's not because God, to make God love us, he already loves us. So we can experience more. So we can experience more. So we can experience it. So we don't get caught up in the, in the cloudiness of this world and be knocked to and fro. That we can be hyper-focused, if you will. A holy discontentment. I want more, Lord, and it's by seeking you. And it's by pursuing you. Man, when I started pursuing my wife, Oh my gosh, I was a nut. Um, I fell in love with this woman right away. And um, so I, I seen her every day. And I bought her flowers probably every other day. Every once a week, I bought her flowers for two, three. And then I, I mean, I'd, that's all, I, and I would And I would work all day. And I would, you know, then I'd go out on dates. And then I, I mean, I'd, that's all. I, whatever I do, I just was pursuing her. Husbands, are you still pursuing your wife? I thought that little, throw that in there, husbands. Pursue your wife like you used to. I can't remember. We get two hours of sleep, but I'm going over to Lisa's. <laughs> We're gonna go have, you know. I can't sleep. I mean, I'm, you know, I mean, haven't haven't slept in weeks. But I'm gonna go. I got time for. Hey, you got time? Oh yeah, I'll be over there. You know. How about pursuing God, taking five minutes to get into His Word or five minutes to humble yourself? I'm tired. I don't got time. Or I'm so full of other stuff. I'm so full of other stuff. And guys, it can be good stuff. I mean, I'm full of a lot of stuff. I mean, business stuff and ministry stuff, but is it all God or is this good stuff? I need to be full of God. I need to be hungry. I need to be hungry to draw near. What does that look like? It says this, it says this in um, Jeremiah 20, 29, 11 through 13. It says, for I know the thoughts that I have towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. And then when you call upon me and go and pray to me, I will listen to you. And when you seek me and find me, when you search me with all your heart. You, when you seek and find me with all your heart. You know, whatever you experience of God is awesome, but God has more for you. We haven't seen nothing, church. We haven't seen nothing, church. We haven't seen nothing yet. Jesus says, greater works than He did, that will do than he did for those who believe. The greater works in Jesus. I want to see that. What if, what if God's glory and God's love and God's freedom and power reigns in us every day? That this becomes natural. His supernatural becomes natural in our lives. What does that look like? Jesus says, I only see. He told Philip, he goes, I only see what the Father's doing. What's the Father's doing? Sometimes I don't see that because I'm too busy seeing what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I'm trying to get out of this thing, or I know I'm trying to do this, and I'm trying to go here. But what is the Father's doing in there? Are we looking? Are we seeking? I love these scriptures. Um, Jeremiah um, um, 33.3 says this, Call upon me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Let me, let me read that again. Call upon me. Call to me, he says actually. Call to me and I will answer you. And I will show you great mighty things which you do not know. When is he done showing us the great mighty things we do not know? When's he done? I'm telling you, he wants you to call to him and he'll answer you. and He'll show you great, great mighty things you do not know. Right now, And I've seen God move. I've seen God do some great things. But I believe He wants us to call to Him so He can show us great and and mighty things we don't even know. Right in our homes, right in our marriage, us great and mighty things. Children, right in our jobs and our business, our ministries, right in everyday life. He wants to show us great and mighty things. How can I help somebody out, house out, and how can I, if I have not experienced these glorious and great and mighty things? The disciples believe that. The disciples believed what Jesus said. When, and the and, and apostles, they, they just went out and did what he said. They just believed. It. And people, lives were changed. I mean, people were getting healed just by sh- the shadow of Peter by just walking down the street. Yeah. And then someone's begging for money. He goes, hey, silver and gold I have none, but walk in the name of Jesus Christ. And he pulls this guy up and walks. Then he gets beaten and threatened to get beaten for telling people about Jesus. He goes, sorry, I'm going to do what God tells me to do. Sorry, I'm going to do what God tells me to do. Is anybody in this room, or anybody at home, concerned about fear, man? What people think, they think I'm a Jesus freak. What are they going to say if I say something? Oh, I don't want to put myself out there. Jesus put Himself out there, and we're supposed to be Christ followers. Are we willing to put ourselves out there? Are we willing to sacrifice and step out for others? You know what starts with? It starts with hunger. I don't want you to go running off a half, or, 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 or I always say half cocked or whatever, or, or, or whatever terminologies I probably shouldn't be using. But I don't. God don't want you running around crazy and freaking. He wants you to do it right. He wants you to do it in Him and with Him, and it should produce a holy discontent, holy discontentment in us, and it should produce hunger. I'm getting hungry, guys. You getting hungry. I'm actually, to be honest, personally me, I'm getting convicted that I'm not fearing the Lord and I'm, not, and I'm not trusting him and I'm not relying on him like I should and I'm all over the board. I'm constantly in my emotions and my flesh and constantly frustrated or discouraged and like I was saying last week, so I'm missing out on the good things that are happening right in front of my eyes because I'm so mad or I'm so frustrated. I'm so hurt. I'm so wounded and so-and-so do this and trust me, when you're in leadership, you get rejected. I'm constantly getting judged. I'm constantly getting rejected. I'm and you know what? I'm, and some of the things I'm getting rejected and judged for, they're true. They're true. I don't have it all together. I'm not Jesus. I'm not perfect. And so this one, how do you like that? And then the devil comes up. I'm like, yeah, see? See, see? You, you're your accuser. Look at how bad you are. You think you're a leader. You think, look at this, this, and that, and this, and this. And what do you do with this frustration? What do you do with this hurt? What do you do with this confusion? What do you do with this frustration? You run to the Father in his arms. You say, here I am, Lord. I call upon you. I know this is what you have for me. I take this frustration. I take this hurt. I take this whatever it is, and I give it to you, and you really give it to the Lord. You say, I'm here. And then, because when we start to experience God in our worst times, we'll remember that for the rest of our lives. When you experience God some of your toughest times when he came through, comes to you, you remember that. So you can remind yourself when you go through another test or trial that God was here. The bear. When he killed Goliath, the Lord delivered me from the lion and from the bear. David reminded himself, so who's this uncircumcised Philistine? Think he's gonna come against the army of God. A, a young 17-year-old boy, you know, couldn't even pick up the sword of Saul, takes a slingshot and kills the lion. Excuse me, kills the giant. Then he cuts his head off. That gotta have been amazing. Can you pick up the sword? Was it Glythe's sword that he chopped his own head off with? Can you imagine that sword? I can see that. We kind of see some kind of like the movies. He went like a ninja. He probably was dragging that heavy sword, trying to get it up and chop that head off. But he's seen what the Lord has done. He killed the lion. He killed the bear. Why would he forsake me? Does anybody sometimes feel like God's forsaken you? Let's be honest. God, in that area, we know God's good and he knows he loves us, but that area hasn't been working the way we want it. Are we truly fearing Lord? Are we truly trusting in him? I have one more scripture. I just want to read it because I, I, I wrote it out. It says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Matthew 5 and 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. I never found anything God's word did that says maybe. Or I'll think about it. He says yes and he says amen. He said so be it, he said I will. But sometimes we don't even keep our own word or other people don't keep their word. So we start believing God and his word like we believe ourselves or each other. Imperfect, God's perfect. His word never comes back void. His word is alive and living and powerful and sharpened in two-edged sword, piercing through spirit and soul, bone and marrow, Discerning of our thoughts and the tents of our hearts. The living word of God. It's God's word. And I'm telling you, we need to be people that are hungry for what God has, hungry for his presence, hungry for his, his word, hungry for his truth. And when that hunger starts to rise up in you, you will. When you ever see somebody, hunt, well, I'm not saying hangry, because I can be hangry. I'm saying someone's hungry, they'll go anywhere to get that. They'll be hungry, they're, they're hungry. Anybody get a craving for Chick-fil-A? Let's use an example. Anybody, get, anybody I'm, I'm, I should be getting some money for this though. Anybody get a craving for somewhere, so like, oh, I'm really craving that food, yeah. Yeah, but that's cross town. Yeah, but I really want that, I want that, I really want that, whatever it, I want. So you'll go 30 minutes out of the way to go get yourself that burrito you wanted or, or whatever you want. Come on, am I the only crazy guy that does that? Now they got Uber Eats, so it's a little easier, you just can Google it. But not in Hudsonville, we don't get Uber Eats, so I have to drive because where I live. But seriously, you ever do that, you get so hungry, like, I want that. You get your mindset where you want to go for dinner, you, you know, nothing else sounds good because you're so hyper-focused. Come on, all right, come on. I like seafood, so there's a certain restaurant I like. And so it seems like I, every time my father-in-law, which is my father-in-law is coming in this weekend and I take him there every time. Lisa goes, I think he's gonna get sick of it. I said, it well, only comes once a year, so it's only one time he gets to eat this. So, but seriously, we get everything else aside because I'm hungry and what God has for us in that situation. What if we just push everything else aside We just start moving all the things that are trying to trip us off, things that have been kind of weighing us down, things that have been just kind of us. We just get it out of the way and we just get hyper-focused on what God says about this situation. When we begin to do that, when that hunger starts to stir up, we begin to start seeing things differently. We get this perspective from the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We get God's perspective in our situation. And that's where faith rises up. That's where we see him moving our behalf. But when I can't see, I can't see that. I'm still reacting in my own strength. I'm still I'm in my own my own abilities. I'm trying to make this thing work. But when I get really hyper focused, I say like, no, this is what you say. Literally, literally, I was watching a show. I have I was watching a show last night and um. And then I, I and God was just falling on me and like and Lisa um, I I get up early and work out she works out whenever she wants so she's working out and, and we have a little gym in our house so she comes and I, there's a TV show that's on I put it on pause and I'm just worshiping God like right in the middle of my show I just couldn't help it and she goes what are you, are you? I go she goes what are you doing because she could see the TV was on she goes, what are you doing I go. I'm watching TV, but I'm having a good time with God. And I mean, like, like, you, you know, you ever do that? You ever talk to someone when you're watching a show, and you start getting, like, you know, and then you just put it on pause, and you start talking. Me and Lisa do it all the time because I talk a lot, so um, we have to put it on pause. So we don't. Okay, so I literally did. I was, God, God was falling on me seriously. I had such a God encounter. I, I almost felt like I wanted to shut the TV off, but I wanted to finish what, because I had the last seven minutes of what's gonna happen, you know. And so I'm like. But all of a sudden God fell on me. I'm like, yes, Lord. And I'm just, I'm just praising God, praying in the spirit. I'm, so she comes out and I'm like this ain't, with the TV. On. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, like I go, I don't I said, I'm just spending time with God. I mean, that's what that hunger does. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. And something triggered on something about something about a father and son's love that I seen on this show that triggered me to the Heavenly Father. So something, I'm just watching, I'm like, whoa. I just stopped in the middle of that man. Whoa! God loves me so much, and He has so much for me. And I just want to stop for a minute. I just want to stop for a minute, and just want to just praise Him and worship Him. Let's just stop for a minute right now. Let's just stop for a minute. Seriously, at home here, stop for a minute. Father, we love you. We worship you. We thank you at your call, us sons and daughters. We thank you for your presence. You are glorious. Our God is glorious. We worship you. We praise you. Right now, we stop. Right now. Right now we stop. Everybody stop, and we give you our frustrations. We we'll give you our hurts, Lord. We trust you, Lord. We just stop right now. You are so good, Lord. You are good. You are good. You are a good God. We worship and we praise in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We give it to you, Lord. We give it. We cast our cares upon you, for you. We care, you care for us. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your truth. Hallelujah. 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 What if that became a, p- a pattern in our lives that we're momentary hourly? Have a rough thing at work, you just take a minute and go, I'm here, Lord. I do not like what I'm seeing at work. I'm here, Lord. I did not think what happened. We have a small group. Our small group, we have a lot of, a lot of wonderful, wonderful. Um, um, and I tell you, I love the youth. The youth is amazing. We pray for the youth all the time. And I tell you right now, I tell you, the youth in DCC, get ready. Things are happening in the youth. I'm believing for big things in the youth. I want to see young people on fire. Fire. I don't want them to wait till they're 24 like I was and sh- screwing up and just doing my own thing. I want them to experience the living God. and I don't want them to experience it to be their God, not their mom and dad's God, right? We raised our kids since they were born as believers. I want my kids to know God for God, that this is their God, not, not our God. So young people, get ready. I Come down low, lay hands on you right now. Get stirred up back there. I see you guys back there. Come on. Come on, I'm, I'm telling you, God, God wants to chase you down. Young people, give God a chance yeah. to touch your heart. Give God a chance, will you? And we're gonna have some fun, um, you guys are gonna have fun roller skating, but God's after you guys. I can't stop praying for young people lately. You know what, that's not my heart, that's the Father's heart. Amen. I'm just receiving it from him. Man, there's so much destiny Man, you read some of our Bible heroes like Joseph and like David. They were young. Solomon was 12 years old. Joseph could have been, um, what, 14, 16, 17 years old. David, 14. All young when God starts saying, here's what I have for you. God spoke to me when I was 10 years old. And Jesus came around and said that he had a coin in my life. It took me 24, I was 24 years just to surrender to Christ. The then it took, him, took me 20 more years to walk out in my garbage. And finally, I'm just starting to dabble. And loving people and preaching the gospel and changing people's lives. I'm just starting to experience like never before. But it's not someone who's supposed to be here up at the pulpit. It's all of us. It's is those who believe. Who believe? All right, those who believe. It's not about someone who's up here. Okay, it's not about someone up here. It's about us every day living, being hungry for the things of God, being hungry for more of God, having a holy discontentment saying, I want more, Lord, I want more, Lord, I want more. And it's not like you get more of him, he's already in us, but more understanding, more experience, more manifestation of his love and his glory. That's the mind of Christ. That's God's heart, to be one with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If you, um, 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 John chapter 17, the whole chapter is amazing. It's all read. Jesus talks about himself in the Father, talks about his disciples in the Father, and talks about his, the, us, those who believe. What his desires for us. Read that. There's some homework assignment for you. Go draw near and go read um, 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 book of John, chapter 17. Just read the whole chapter, it's a short chapter. Jesus, just, just Jesus praying and believing, declaring over us, over his disciples, and over himself and the Father. It's amazing. I tell you, God wants to do something in us. I want to challenge us today what does it look like to be hungry? And what stuff, are we already full? Are we, are we already full of stuff? Are we already full? What, are we already, what is it? Are we already overwhelmed so we can't even think about eating? It's the eating the glory of the Lord. It's like it's receiving, being hungry for it, a passion to know what God has for us. Amen, amen, amen i like everybody to stand. I think the band can come up. I actually got done one minute early, but I want to pray, so it be three more minutes, so then I'll be three minutes over. I'm going to pray for us, and I'm going to pray for each one of us that we will, and, this, and, and all I want you to do is agree with me, okay? The Bible says, if two more people agree in his name, it should come to pass. Three or more, you're in the midst of us. So I want us to agree, with, if you would agree with me, when I pray this prayer. Amen? And it starts from a place of yielding and submitting. It starts from a place of, of trusting and believing. So Father, we're here right now. And even at home, I invite you to do it at home as well, right? Amen. So Father, we're here right now, starting this new week out. Father, we humble ourselves before you. And I pray for each one of us that we will just give you all that's, that's that's been filling us, all the concerns, all the frustrations, all the hurts, all the wounds, all the misunderstandings, all the things that's been trying to keep us stuck, all the things that's trying to hinder us from moving forward. We just give them to you, Father. We give them to you. Right now, everybody do it. Come on, do it by faith, even though you don't feel like it. Do it by faith. That's right. That I'm talking to you. Yep, do it by faith. And Father, we receive your love right now. Receive it. We receive your grace right now. Receive it. Receive your anointing right now. For your anointing, it breaks the yoke of bondage. Receive your your vision. Receive your love, your mercy, your grace, your power. Father, stir up a hunger in us, Lord. Stir up a hunger in us, Lord. Stir up a hunger. More, Lord, more. Stir up a hunger, a true hunger. We thank you for holy discontentment. We want more, Lord. Open our eyes to see. Open our ears to hear. And open our hearts to understand, Father God. we thank you for your thoughts, your ways, your will. And Holy Spirit, have your way with us. Have your way with us. Come, invade our homes, our marriages, our family, our children, our workplaces, wherever we put our hands to, come, invade this city, invade this city, invade this nation. Come, Holy Spirit, come, show us your glory, show us your glory. We want more, we want more. Come, come, Holy Spirit, come. We welcome you, we welcome you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. If you would like to learn more about DCC, get involved with one of our ministries, or give to support us, you can find us at churchinthecity.org. Also, follow us on Instagram at Downtown Christian Church for Sunday morning set lists, sermon series announcement videos, and more. You can also join us live on YouTube every Sunday morning for worship and teaching live from Downtown Christian Church. Thanks for listening.